Episode 29 for Friday, August 25th. Thank you for listening. Hope everyone is well. As this podcast continues to grow, I appreciate it. I'm going to start networking it a little bit better. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, today's episode, a little over five minutes long. Hope you enjoy it. I'm attacking my own kind, but it needs to be said. Enjoy. Welcome to the Dynamic Wit Comedy Show. You know, being a comedian is a lot like dropping out of college. It's not what my dad wanted, but here we are. Yeah, I've made some life decisions that are not great and some would disapprove of. Not the least of which is when I stopped going to college. And I can't say this for sure, but I would imagine telling your parents you're getting into comedy is pretty similar to when someone tells their religious right-winged parents that they're gay. I'm sure you get a lot of the same questions. How long has this been going on? Maybe you just think you're funny. You're only getting into comedy because you haven't found the right girl yet. But anytime I feel bad about my own life choices, I usually just look at the news to find someone who's making much worse choices than I am so I can feel better about myself. A couple years ago, I saw a story about a convicted rapist who was hit and killed by a runaway trailer while he was allegedly watching porn. I don't know why they use the term allegedly used for the watching porn part because all the other descriptions between trailer and rapist would fit the watching porn part. I know it's a sad thing to lose such an outstanding individual, but it's probably the way my uncle would have wanted to go. Now, I'm not saying that was my uncle, and I'm not saying my uncle is a rapist, but we have some concerns, but I digress. But as I read that article, I felt way better about myself, because you know what that guy had? A college degree. I sent that article just so he could be, I sent that article to my dad just so he'd be less disappointed in me. All jokes aside, and despite whatever decisions my dad might disagree with, he's been a supportive dad, and I will go to my grave saying he is an amazing father, but this episode is not about him. It's about other fathers, particularly fathers in the Mormon community who put so much pressure on their sons to serve a mission and then flip out if they choose not to go on a mission. Um, In the Mormon culture, young men are heavily, heavily encouraged to serve Uh, missionary services for the span of two years. You don't get to choose where you serve. You're under very strict rules while you serve, and you are assigned a companion to be by your side the entire time. And oh yeah, you pay for it yourself. Who's signing up? Well, I did. I served my missionary missionary service from 2005 to 2007 in New York City, predominantly in the Bronx and Harlem. You know, that's exactly where uh, Napoleon Dynamite Ray Romano hybrid should be serving the Lord. People say it was the best two years of their life when they serve a mission. And I loved my mission and I hold it as a very sacred part of my life. But I will say something that you don't hear a lot of missionaries say. It was hard as hell. My mission president, who was in charge of overseeing our missionary boundaries, was so strict that we couldn't even say swear word substitutes. So by the end of the two years, words like heck, darn, gosh, shoot, those were much more offensive to me than actual swear words. So when I got home from my mission and I heard one of my sisters say, what the heck? My initial response was to say, what the hell did you just say? 
During those two years, you are so focused on nothing but preaching the gospel and the task at hand. You're not worried about school. You're not worried about sports. You're not worried about dating. And it changes you. Do I think this could benefit everyone to have service like this? Absolutely. Do I think it is for everyone? Absolutely not. I am so sick of hearing people get belittled for choosing to not take two years out of their lives to go on this journey. And this journey is, by the way, absolutely optional. It is a stigma that females in the Mormon church won't marry a man unless he has served a Mormon mission. You would never love your son less for not serving a mission, so why would you treat him different? And why would you tell other people to treat him differently if he didn't go on a mission? Or why would you treat someone else's son differently for not going on a mission? There was a father in northern Utah a few years ago who was arrested because he strangled his son who didn't want to go on a mission. Well, the bad news is he's not going on a mission. But the good news is you're still not going to see your son for two years because you'll be in prison, you psycho. Sure, a mission can and will change you if you commit to it. But it's not like it makes you a better human and a better candidate to become the next Christ. Just because you serve a mission doesn't mean you're not capable of awful things. I lived in my car for a year and a half and had a lot of free time to mess around on Snapchat and I received a lot of unholy pictures from a lot of Mormon girls. And during that time, I also shoplifted a lot of food and stole money from my dying grandma. But hey, at least I served a mission, right? At the end of this life, if you're religious, you believe that there's going to be a day of judgment and God's going to be asking you some questions. I don't know if he's going to ask me about my mission or not. But he's certainly not going to ask me about someone else's decisions in life. So the whole point of this is to say, mind your own business. What's your name? He'll write it on the wall. Mind your business.